The International Monetary Fund sees more headwinds for the global economy through 2023. It says prolonged COVID lockdowns in China and the energy shortage in the EU are dampening prospects for businesses. That's expected to plunge global GDP growth to 3.2% this year compared to 6% last year. Meanwhile, inflation is set to nearly double to 8.8%. And although price increases are expected to ease by 2023, economies are likely to slow even further to 2.7%. This is what the World Bank's President David Malpass had to say regarding the dangers ahead for developing countries. Take a listen. The advanced economies are, are slowing in Europe, uh, and so we'll see where it, where it goes into next year. Uh, but uh, the, the uh, currency depreciation means that the debt levels for the developing countries are getting more and more burdensome. The rise in interest rates puts added weight on it, and inflation is still a major problem for, for everyone, but especially for the poor. We did our poverty report last week for the first time in two years, or it's a two-year cycle. Uh, shows 70 million more in poverty and also, very concerning, a 4% reduction in median income. So as we think about our, our goal of shared prosperity, it's, it's uh, not happening. There's reversals going on in development. I call it a crisis-facing development. For more on this now, let's go to Victoria Scholar, who is the head of investment at Interactive Investor in London. Welcome, Victoria. Thanks for being with us today. So we just heard the advanced economies are taking a lot of the world's capital that comes in the form of the fiscal deficit that one Malpass was saying. And also there's heavy borrowing uh, going on by big corporations and central banks. Can you explain how all of this is going to impact both advanced economies and developing countries? Well, we know that advanced economies are borrowing more and more and fiscal deficits are widening with spending essentially outstripping what they're receiving in terms of tax receipts. So they're receiving more and more um, relying more and more on debt. And the UK is a major example of this because we've seen major dysfunction in its bond market. That's one of the consequences um, after the Chancellor unveiled his mini budgets, which prompted this sell-off in the bond market, essentially because of concerns about the UK being overly reliant on government debt. And rather than focusing on fiscal discipline and balancing the books in order to try to keep the public purse in order. Um, also, when it comes to uh, central banks, we know that they've been forced to step in to buy government debt recently in the UK to try and stem that financial contagion and stop it affecting some of the UK's biggest uh, pension funds. And it comes at a time when central banks are supposed to be unwinding their bond buying programs or moving from quantitative easing stimulus to quantitative tightening, because, of course, a lot of these economies are dealing with inflation and that means higher interest rates. Right. And it also means less stimulus. Right, and Victoria, speaking about the developing countries, we've seen a dollar strength this year, currency depreciation in developing countries, not only in those countries, but at the same time, rising debt levels, especially for these countries. What can be done to counteract this? Well, the strength of the dollar has been the main driver of the weakness that we've seen across other currencies like the euro and the yen and the pound. And the dollar strength is being driven by the Fed and its interest rate path, which is increasing the attractiveness of the dollar versus other currencies. So it's that favorable uh, interest rate differential towards the US that's causing other currencies to depreciate. So if those interest rate differentials were to shift in favor of the ECB or the Bank of England or the Bank of, the, of Japan, if these um, central banks were to move higher in terms of interest rates, um, that could increase um, 
or appreciate their uh, currencies. And then the other factor really that affects currencies is confidence towards um, the economies in question. So the pound has been hit heavily down by about 20% this year because of a lack of international investor confidence in the UK and the government, as well as um, its economic outlook. So if there were an improvement of its economic outlook, an increased level of confidence in its government, then that can also provide a tailwind to the currency as well. Doris Scholar, many thanks for this analysis.